This is Truth Pop. Cake is in the building. Woo! <laughs> it's Jake and Kathy, that young adult married couple connecting Christ into culture, and we have free cake for you. Yeah, and free pie, too. Let's talk about the song that we're going to yeah, discuss today. Yeah, so what are we talking about today, babe? Uh, it's a song called What a Man Gotta Do. What a Man Gotta Do. What a Man Gotta Do. And it's from... The Jonas Brothers. The Joe Bros. The Joe Bros, yeah. What a man gotta do. What a man gotta do. To be totally liked by you. So let's talk about some of the lyrics then, babe. What's sticking out to you in this song from the Jonas Brothers? Well, I love that line that was just played. What a man gotta do. It's coming up here, right? Oh, yep. Here it is. To be your last good night and your first good day. To be your last good night and your, your first, first good, good day. day. Yep. So obviously he's talking about a woman that he's trying to, uh, you know, get into a relationship with. It sounds like he really likes her. Like he's yeah. enthralled by her. Yeah. He's like, he really wants her to return the love that he has for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's doing everything he can to make her notice her. And he's saying, mm-hmm. what do I got to do to make sure that, you know, I, you're the one that I say right. goodnight to and yeah. you're the one that I say good morning to. Yeah. Um, it's a, you know, really, we, on this episode, obviously we're going to look at it from a spiritual lens. This is what we like to do on every episode. Right, right. And um, typically songs are usually romantic, but we like to look at it from, you know, what's God saying to us mm-hmm. through a particular song. Right. So, so you took it as that it's God saying, what do I have to do to make you notice me and to make you realize my love for you yeah well it really kind of reminds me of the first commandment you know the ten commandments Mm -hmm. everyone knows about sure well hopefully you know about the ten commandments but um i just kind of wanted to read the ten commandments Mm -hmm. or i'm sorry not the full ten the first one just the first the first (laughs) one we got time babe let's (laughs) Um, first through ten go all right so it's exodus 20 Mm -hmm. uh verse one through six. So I'll read that right now. Mm -hmm. I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol, whether in the form of anything that is in heaven above or that is on the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing children for the iniquity of parents to the third and the fourth generation of those who reject me, but showing steadfast love to the thousandth generation of those who love me and keep my commandments. So the the one verse, the one line that's really sticking out at me mm-hmm. is that he says he's a jealous God. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And, yeah. and you and I have had this conversation in general before that you know being a jealous god it seems like it would be breaking a commandment right to to but there's a difference then between envy and jealousy there is yeah and actually envy is kind of what people think of Mm -hmm. a lot at first you know it's wanting something that's not yours yeah you know when somebody is at work is doing better than you and you feel Mm -hmm. you feel envious of them you want what they have because because you don't have that but that's different from jealousy, which is wanting something that's rightfully yours. Mm-hmm. And God created us out of his own image 
So therefore, we are rightfully gods. Mm -hmm. So he is a jealous God. He desires us. Just like the man in the song, What a Man Gotta Do by the Jonas Brothers, God desires us with that strong, steadfast yeah. love. Yeah, it's it's really an unbreakable quench for souls. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and really, it just shows how far God would go to show his love for us. Exactly. Yeah. God sent his only begotten son, Jesus. He sent Jesus down to be like us, to be yeah. a human being when the word became flesh. And what did Jesus do? You know, what a man got to do. What did Jesus have to do? He had to die. Yeah. Do you ever wonder, because I've heard people ask this question, why did God have to do so much? Like, why would he have to die mm -hmm. to save us from sin? Why couldn't yeah. he just, you know, suffer one strike during yeah. the scourging? Or why couldn't he have just been crowned with thorns? Wouldn't that have been enough? But I think the answer to that because I ask this rhetorically, I think the answer is he wanted to go as far as he could. Yeah. He wanted to do everything possible to show his love. Because love knows no bounds. Right. Right. And and we can we can substitute the word love with sacrifice. Father Rich Simon has said that before mm -hmm. over and over again. Mm -hmm. The word love truly means sacrifice. The ultimate sacrifice is dying on the cross. Right. And, and the ultimate act of sacrifice is becoming like us. Mm -hmm. I, I had a priest in confession say that to me one time that, you know, really, if we were to just think of ourselves on the level of being like a gnat, mm -hmm. that's how little we are, we are compared yeah. to God and his infinite majesty. And yet he would have been willing in this case to become a gnat wow. just for us, just he because loved he loved us so yeah. much. He was a, he was willing to do anything possible mm -hmm. to show us that he loved us and to show us that that sin in our lives, it doesn't have to define us. His love and his mercy is what can mm -hmm. define us. Yeah, yeah. It's a really beautiful thing. And, and I think that just shows that we don't have to earn God's love. God's love is already won for us on right. the cross. You know, sometimes I think babies Catholics, like we think, oh, we have to do something in order to make God love us. Mm -hmm. We have, and, and I've, I've had discussions with great Protestant friends of mine who say, why do you believe that as a Catholic? Why don't you just say that you don't have to do anything in order to, you know, earn God's love? And, mm -hmm. you know, as we were discussing this, this idea of justification, we came to the point that, you know what, we're actually kind of saying the same thing in mm -hmm. a different way. Yeah. Because, you know, as Catholics, we say, well, God loves us enough he he has died for us and he's done everything that he could have possibly done for us and now our response to that love is love as well mm -hmm. it's not like we just we sit on our couch and eat bonbons because we say well no like god's god's already shown enough love for me i don't have to do anything <laughs> that what kind of relationship is that what kind of yeah. romance is that right. no because god has shown the ultimate act of heroic love and sacrifice and and valor, how could we not respond to that? He asked for the same thing. Like right. he, he actually asks us to pick up our crosses daily to follow him. Mm -hmm. And basically what he's asking is, show me that same love I showed yeah. you. He's desiring it. Just like the man in the song, mm -hmm. what a man got to do. He really wants that woman or whoever he's mm -hmm. asking, he really wants that love back. And yeah. Jesus really wants the love he gave to us that we can return that back to him. Yeah, it's just like, I think the misunderstanding we have then is that 
it turns into a report card or some kind of balance beam. Because when I was a kid, I really struggled with that sense of perfection that, oh, if I wasn't perfect, then God wouldn't love me. And of course, that's not true. That's not accurate. And so we're not doing good things out of obligation. Mm -hmm. We're not doing good because we want to earn God's love. No, God's love is already poured out upon us. We're doing good because of the fact that he loves us Mm -hmm. out of true love. Right. It's like, babe, like you do so much good for me. Like I can think of so many examples. Like I just celebrated my birthday a month ago and you like had this amazing Jake night for me. You know, Mm -hmm. we, we like to call it a Jake night or a Kathy night. And, (laughs) you know, you let me pick my favorite classic movie and, you know, like you gave me like great spa treatments and all of that. It's, it was fun. It was great. Like I loved it. And, and I didn't feel like I had to, you know, do anything in response to that in order to like make you love me. No, I wanted to do good back to you because Mm -hmm. I was so appreciative and so thankful and, and just so touched by your love, I couldn't help but just respond in that way. Right. So, yeah, I, I think really it's kind of like splitting hairs when we talk about this whole idea of justification mm-hmm. and like, oh, you know, you don't have to do anything good to get into heaven um, because that's not true. Like we do have to we do have to respond mm-hmm. in order to inherit eternal life. And I don't mean to get down into the rabbit hole here, but I guess my point is that, you know, when we respond with that love, that invitation of love. It's his love that's transforming us. It's not what we're doing on our own, but his love that's working inside of us. It really makes me think of the rich young man, and this is in Matthew chapter 19. And this is when a man came up to Jesus and said, teacher, what do I got to do to get to heaven? What do I have to do to have eternal life? And then Jesus says back, well, why, why do you ask me about what's good? There's only one who is good. And then he says, if you want to enter eternal life, keep the commandments. And he said, well, which ones? And then Jesus said, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, so on and so on. And then the young man said, I've done all these things. Well, what do I still lack? And then Jesus said, if you'd be perfect, go sell what you have, give to the poor, and you'll treasure in heaven. Come follow Mm -hmm. me. And then there's another time where um, a person asks Jesus, what do I have to do to get into heaven? Mm -hmm. And Jesus says, well, you need to love God and love your neighbor. God gives us these rules because he knows us. He knows mm-hmm. us so intimately that he knows what we need to be purified. He yeah. knows what's going to hurt us, Yeah, what's going to help us. It's kind of like he He kind of wrote uh, a manual for mm-hmm. us to follow so that we can get closer to him. And yeah. I think the first commandment is so key for us mm-hmm. because we're meant to love God above all things. We're meant to put him first. And that's really, really hard. It is hard. That is so hard. And so that's why as Catholics, we have something called Lent. Mm -hmm. So what Lent is, is basically a 40-day purification experience Mm -hmm. to help prepare us for Good Friday and then... The celebration day and Easter. The celebration of Easter. So... Basically, what it is, is stripping us away from all that attachment, Mm -hmm. and it's helping us to prepare to put God first so that we can truly enter in and experience the crucifixion, and we can experience the resurrection so profoundly. Mm -hmm. And so, if you want to talk about a little bit about what we do during Lent as Catholics... Yeah, so I mean, Lent is just as you kind of pointed out, babe. It's that time where we're we're really dying to ourselves, mm-hmm. so that we can rise 
with Jesus on Easter. Good Friday is going to be here before we know it. And Easter is going to be here before you know it. And rather than just kind of going along and going through the motions and not really allowing this time to help us grow, Mm -hmm. we really want to enter into what Jesus has experienced. So when Jesus walked into the desert for 40 days, he went without food Mm -hmm. and he was tempted. He went through everything that we go through as humans, but he didn't sin. Right. He didn't fall into that. Mm-hmm. And the reason is, is because his priorities were aligned the way they should be. Mm-hmm. You know, as God, he was able to reject all the other temptation, reject all that sin. He didn't have those attachments that we have in our daily lives. So Lent is a way, as you said, babe, to just strip us of those things that are a little bit too much of an attachment in our life, a little bit too much importance. Mm -hmm. I really like what my friend Jonathan, he tweeted this out on Ash Wednesday as the beginning of Lent. He said, cancel your excessive dependence on things that are not God, reject compromise. Mm -hmm. So if we really truly want to be joined in with Jesus and, and experience the passion and then also experience the resurrection where we're made new, we have to go through that purification. Right. We have to go through that painful exercise of letting go of what really shouldn't be there, mm-hmm. whether that's sin or whether it's a, maybe a bad habit of ours. Right. Anything that we feel like is controlling us too much, Lent is that time to walk away from it and let Jesus really become more important so that we're not having those other idols taking over yeah, our lives. Yeah, usually Catholics like to give up something. Like, oh, yeah. what are you giving up for Lent? Oh, I'm giving up sweets or I'm giving up right. pizza or snacks or mm-hmm. whatever it is. And mm-hmm. usually people pick something because they're trying to, you know, get better at mm-hmm. usually it's some sort of like diet or Yeah, it could be a health health thing. thing. Yeah, or yeah. they just picked up a bad habit. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really awesome that people do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people might even pick something they might do rather than give up something. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm going to pray every day Mm -hmm. or I'm going to read scripture every day. Like, they might pick something that they do. And that's also a really great Mm -hmm. um, Lenten sacrifice. And there's only really a couple rules for Lent. Mm -hmm. So, on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday, we fast. So, what that means is we abstain from meat. And we also have two small meals and one large meal. And the two small meals cannot equal the large meal. Mm -hmm. And on all Fridays, we abstain from meat. So some people might think, well, what's the purpose of that? Like, why would you abstain from meat? Like, that seems pointless. But it's really to help prepare us, to help Mm -hmm. strengthen our will. When we have a weak will and we're not strong in our faith, the devil can go around devouring us like a lion. He yeah. seeks for people who have weak wills because he does not want people to be strong in their faith. But when people practice that self-control and that will, when they strengthen that muscle, mm-hmm. you know, self-control muscle, muscle, the yeah. spiritual muscle yeah. of just abstaining, saying no to yourself, say, mm-hmm. dying to yourself, as you said before, babe, mm-hmm. we can grow in our faith. And that's yeah. the reason we have that. It's not... It's not terribly hard, but it's something that helps us say no. Oh, I could really use that extra cookie. No, we say no because we 
can practice that self-control and that can ultimately lead us to the ultimate sacrifice one day Mm -hmm. when we may have to die for Christ. Yeah. It it makes me think of a a recent gospel passage, or actually, I'm sorry, it wasn't in the gospel, but it was one of the first readings that we had, I think, two Sundays ago, and it talked about freedom. Mm -hmm. And it talked about how, you know, if you can, you ought to do what's right. Right. So a lot of times, I think, in our culture, we, we think oh, freedom entitles me to do whatever I want, whatever feels good. Mm-hmm. But really, in in the truest sense, freedom is doing what you ought, doing what yeah. you should do. And, and like you said, so when we have built up that spiritual mass in mm-hmm. our lives, the ability to do what we ought, it's easier to do mm-hmm. it. So by giving up, by walking away with those things in our lives that oftentimes are too much of an attachment. It becomes easier to say no in yeah, the future then. Exactly. And then we're able to say yes to the things that we should be saying yes to all along. Yeah. So I love that. I yeah. love that idea that freedom is not doing whatever you want to do. Yeah. It's doing what you ought to do. Yeah. I love that because yeah. when we are weighed down by our own desires mm-hmm. and when we can't say no to ourselves, we are not free. Right, right. So it makes me think of another tweet. I guess I'm on Twitter right now and I'm just seeing all these great tweets about Lent. But uh, Chris Stefanik, uh, I love what he said. Whatever stuff you think you need to make you happy, declare war on it this mm-hmm. Lent. Yeah. So stuff, like that could be anything. It mm-hmm. could be Facebook. It could be candy. And it could be um, a-, a lack of prayer. Yeah. You know, maybe it's it's that tendency that we have to just want to put on Netflix instead of saying rosary, mm-hmm. you know, like sometimes we struggle with that. Like we'll be like, oh, let, let's just watch, you know, 20 more minutes of uh, right. Hulu or whatever, yeah. Netflix, and, and then we'll pray. And then, you know, it, it, it kind of just is reorienting our priorities and making us say yes to what should be the number one thing in our life. And that's prayer. And that's our relationship with God. And, yeah. and Lent is that time to do it. And I think it's a really beautiful opportunity. It's not meant to be a, a really uh, a negative painful experience it really should be a joyful thing because at the end of the day we're going to encounter a greater sense of joy the more that we say no to those earthly desires and then the more we say no to that the more free we are to follow that first commandment and to put god first to love him the way he deserves to be loved yeah and so you know we're not going to experience perfection by the time that easter rolls around we're not necessarily going to be perfect but if we just allow Jesus into our lives just a little bit more, maybe one thing that's getting in the way of our spiritual life, if we're able to root that out, well, that's that's progress. Mm-hmm. And that ultimately is a successful Lent. So we're definitely going to be praying for you this Lent. And um, if you have any ideas or resources or maybe something you're trying this Lent, uh, what are you going to try to do this, this Lent, babe? So... I'm going to do a few things. So I'm giving up snacking. Mm -hmm. I have a bad habit of snacking Mm -hmm. and also watching uh, Shark Tank after (laughs) I get home from work. That's my way of relaxing. So I'm going to um, pick up the hobby of reading more. There you go. And I'm also going to pray Lexio Divina Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. at least three times a week, preferably with you, babe. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, we're going to try to do that. And by the way, if you're a little unfamiliar about Lexio Divina, is listen to our uh, podcast about 10,000 Reasons. Mm-hmm. That's the one before this one. And we talked about Lexio mm-hmm. Divina. It might yeah. be a great thing to you want to do this, Lent. 
So yeah, and I'm going to try to go to mass more three times a week. Three times a week. I like how it's a goal for that. I like how that's specific. Like it's good to have specific goals rather than just say, oh, I want to be nice more or like I want to go to mass more. Well, how often do you want to go to mass? I like that you said three times a week. Yeah, it's a a good way to measure it and then measure your progress at the end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's very fitting, I guess, because this is a pop culture podcast where we talk about the music that we listen to, but I'm also... Other than, you know, when we talk about these pop songs on the podcast, I'm mm-hmm. abstaining from listening to pop music and just doing Christian music. So I am too. But yeah. Except for Truth Pop. Well, we could do a Truth <laughs> Pop special edition where we look at some Christian songs. Yeah, that are we good. could. We could do that too. But yeah. um, hey, uh, let's let's take a look at this song, What a Man Gotta Do from the Jonas Brothers and talk a little bit more about it. How many Truth Pop points would you give this song? Yeah, the song What a Man Gotta Do from the Jonas Brothers. How many Truth Pop points based off of truth, beauty, and goodness, babe? I am going to give it... I'm going to give it a 7. A 7? Wow. 7, okay. yeah. How about you? I want to give it a 6.5. Okay. Just because I do like that, you know, his desire is so strong because his desire... He wants her to love him. It reminds me of our niece. <laughs> I want you to love me. Oh, that's a, yeah. She like sent us a video one day on her dad's phone, and uh, that's what she said. Right? She was so she. We gave her a teddy bear or something, and uh-huh. she sent us a thank you video. And she said, "I love you so much, and I want you to love me." And it was just the cutest thing, and it melted my heart. So it just reminded me of that. We were like, "We do love you, Lily." <laughs> But really, I mean, it kind of fits in with what we're talking about. God is saying, like, I yeah, love you so much. I yeah, want you to love me, yeah, too. Please right, love yeah, me back. Yeah. Like, she, I guess, three-year-old Lily's a good <laughs> reminder of, you know, <laughs> of what uh, God's love really means. Well, yeah. And I just think, you know, obviously, some of the lyrics don't correlate exactly. And the with... music video, too. I Oh, did I didn't watch, watch the video. that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, he says, um, to be locked up by you. But of course, as we were talking about freedom, nobody should ever be locked up by somebody. Mm -hmm. You know, we should always be free to love one another. Love should be free. You know, when you get married um, in the church, that is one of the requirements that the love has to be free. So Mm -hmm. no one should be forced or locked into it. So that is one point I would argue against the song. Okay. But yeah, good song. And hey, give us your feedback on Facebook, Twitter, we're on Instagram, and truthpopproductions at gmail.com. And uh, I talked last episode, babe, we got rid of our AIM account. Good yeah. news. What? Yesterday, I got rid of our MySpace account. <laughs> <laughs> so I regret to inform you if you're one of the five people still on MySpace. Truth Pop is, uh, so we're, there's only four people on MySpace <laughs> now. I'm, I'm so sorry. But um, hey, and uh, reach out to us anytime other than on MySpace. And we'd love to hear from you, okay? God bless. Cake out. This is Truth Path.